Welcome to the Getting to Clarity podcast, the place where busy women leaders discover how to create more success in their leadership journey with less sacrifice in their life. Here's your host, Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity. Hey, hello, and welcome. I am Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity, and this is another episode of the Getting to Clarity podcast, where myself and my guests share the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to create more success in your leadership in life with less sacrifice. And today, I am really excited. You are about to meet the Energizer Bunny. Her name is Katie, by the way, in case you didn't know. She's not wearing pink, but that's okay. You'll get it once we get into our conversation. So Katie Gutierrez <laughs> is a friend and a colleague and an amazing interior designer. As a matter of fact, she has her own interior design company called Erez Design. And she started this company and developed it and has grown it into a multi-million dollar company. And in addition to running this company, she also does real estate investments. She does all kinds of corporate work. She has projects and clients all over the globe. So this woman needs the energy that she has to be able to do what it is that she does every single day. She is a mother to James and a wife to her husband, Ruben. And so please give a warm listening welcome. I know you're sitting there in your chair and clapping for Katie. So Katie, thank you so much for being here today on the Getting to Clarity podcast. Thank you for having me, Debbie. This is certainly an honor with your brilliance and expertise and wisdom and your heart. It's anytime I get to be in a room with you is considered special to me. Thank you. We do have fun, don't we? Absolutely. Like, what's the point of doing anything if we're not having fun, right? Exactly. And that you are a reminder of that for me. So oh, thank you. Let, me, let me start with you. And if you would just share a little bit about what it is, your background and got you to where you are today. Yeah, well, I think that the sort of energetic background to get me where I am today is around this incredible dedication that my parents gave me to really be the best version of myself that I can be. They definitely were dedicated to that in the way that they parented me. And they were definitely dedicated that to that in the way that they steered my life, if you will. So I think that's the energetic background to what got me here today. Mm -hmm. And the, the educational background is I originally started my life as an architect and have my master's degree in architecture and all of that and started working at an architecture firm where I felt there was something missing. I was working on really big municipal projects and in the city of Miami. So we're talking big projects, big city, big numbers, big, all of it. And I felt there was something missing. There was, there was this piece of me that felt I wasn't feeling energized in living a life of purpose. I felt like I was more doing a life of duty mm. and Having the awareness of that distinction is what I would say the difference or the thing that got me to where I am today, if you will. You know, and when I think of you, Katie, and municipal projects, like that just doesn't even fit in the same box for me. Like I can't, I can't even get there because <laughs> of how creative you are and <laughs> kudos to you for paying attention to that feeling because that is a part of it. You know, a lot of 
women either in their businesses or in their careers pursue something because, well, this is what I'm trained in, right? Or this is my skill set and this is where it would neatly apply. And, and so they're trying to almost fit into a box, but there's an experience that you want to have while you're performing your role as well. And that's not to be diminished because that's where fulfillment comes in. You know, I, I love that you're saying this and I love that your listeners and, and viewers get to have the awareness that this thing is in existence in our lives. And what, what you're talking about in, in my words would be the awareness that we have the capability to create our own life. And what I know of that is when I was working in that architecture firm, I loved the people that I worked with. I loved the firm. I loved the benefits and the structure and the way that they did work. And I loved working with the people that I did. And I had enough self-awareness to know that although I loved the environment and the sort of structure that I was inside of, I didn't love the me that showed up there. Mm. And having the sensitivity to the me of it all as the center of, of it all is really what gave me the awareness of how do I want this to go? Like if I could script this, if I could wave a magic wand over my life, what do I want my days to look like? And it didn't look like meeting with project managers that weren't the end user of the building. It didn't look like not having a relationship with the people that were our clients. And that's what I wanted. Like that's what really fuels me is having passion in what I do and living a life without passion for me just wasn't something I was willing to commit to long-term. So how fast did that happen? So you're in this place and it's kind of like, oh my goodness, the me that's showing up day to day, I don't like, I don't recognize her. This is not the way I want my life to be. So mm -hmm. going from municipal projects to where you maybe started with your business, kind of what happened there? What was the timing? Yeah, I love this question. And I think that some people think, you know, I make the decision and then I have this dramatic like Jerry Maguire <laughs> moment where I say like, who's with me? And then I walk out in this like storm <laughs> of a thing. And, and no, what happened was a sort of slow cultivation. And I think that often where people, what I mean is I stayed a long time. I stayed about five years okay. in, that, in that place. And I think that why is because, and I think this is true for a lot of people, is that you get comfortable. I was comfortable. I had the paycheck and I had the 401k and I had the health insurance and all the things. And I loved where it was, where, the, like I said, the people that I worked with and all the things. So what I found was that comfort was actually a blocker mm. for me to become like going out on this adventure. And so being comfortable was well comfortable <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of yeah. like you know when you're in the warm bed in the morning and the, you know the alarm goes off and it's time to get up and it's like oh it's so hard to get out of the comfortable bed you know and like then it's cold and then you know so I think that that's was for me a really big blocker like how am I going to leave this really comfortable thing and I think that also comfort is a block of the awareness of there's something missing you only so, let yourself operate within a certain sphere Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And in a certain pattern and with a certain people and with a certain way and in a certain office. And, and, and I think that that locker to the awareness that something was missing was there for a while. Okay. All so right. it wasn't for five years until I finally left. <laughs> okay. All right. And, you know, and you still made the move and, you know, you had that awareness of 
kind of, this is what's going on. This, you know, these are the realizations that you're coming to. And that's, that self-awareness is always the first step. Always, you know, it has to be there in order for any change to occur, even if it's not an immediate change. Yes. All right. So question for you, we have pulled the dictionary off the shelf. We (laughs) whip it open and we're looking at the term success and your picture is next to it. Oh, I'm also honored. (laughs) How does Katie define success? How do you define it for yourself? What does it mean to you? To me, success is when I feel in alignment with my calling and with my passion. And the thing that I'm doing in the moment is in alignment with that. That to me tells me that moment is a moment of success. Okay. So it is um, a feeling for the most part that you have of that uh, alignment, that it's aligned with who I am, what I am, what my calling is, what I'm meant to do. Yeah. 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 I I love the the language that you're putting to that. It, It absolutely is a feeling. I think that to to re redefine it, if I could edit my definition, <laughs> you can. That. Thanks, thanks. I would say <laughs> that my de- definition of success is when I feel an internal wholeness. Okay, an internal yeah. so wholeness, and I, and I want to make this distinction for listeners because you and I are lucky mm. in that. We are aware of our calling. We are aware of our purpose. Not everybody can say that. And I can remember back to the days where I didn't have a purpose. And it was like, I want a purpose. You know, how do I get me a purpose? (laughs) Just tell me the steps I need to take to get my purpose. And it doesn't quite go that way. What's important and the thread I want to pull on a little bit is that it's, it's a feeling. So, you know, even if you don't have this grand vision and alignment and purpose and calling, that's okay. Yeah. Paying attention to how something makes you feel because your unconscious is so much more in tune mm. with what's good for you than you mm. give it credit for. And the feelings are the indicator. So I love mm. that you, that you shared that, mm. that alignment. I feel like you and I are kindred spirits on this front for sure. Yeah, <laughs> we, and, are, we are. Yeah. And I, I would love to add my own little bit of color to that. And that is that I think wholeness doesn't come from circumstance. Mm-hmm. I think wholeness comes from the acceptance of I am where I am in this moment and being okay with that in whatever stage or moment or, you know, season that, that one is in right now. And I think that that, that to me is the definition of wholeness is being okay. And that doesn't mean a separation from desire to have different. Mm. So I think that wholeness for me means like, I'm okay. And I'm, and I accept where I am in this moment. And am I aligned with my desires for future moving? No, it's almost like a benchmark that you can, it's, you can look, you can check in. Yep. It's moving me in that direction or, Oh, it's kind of pulling me off. So maybe I need to give some more thought to this. Maybe I need to reconsider. Oh, goodness. You know, the bright, shiny objects, we get pulled off in different directions. You know me. (laughs) (laughs) And and having that way to be able to to calibrate and recalibrate. I love the word calibration. I think that that's such a huge part of life in general. Definitely being alive on this planet does require some calibration and some checking in. And I think that that is a huge part of what leads to quote unquote success or leads to quote unquote, um, I don't want to use the word failure because I don't believe in that. Yeah. I don't think 
There is no failure. There's only feedback. Yeah, you know, agreed. disappointments. Yeah. Agreed. And I love the word feedback because I think that it's it's the taking the temperature of the thing that allows the feedback. And in order for a person to get the feedback requires the temperature taking. And I think so many of us, so many of us don't do the temperature taking. Yeah. I mean, I know that I myself was asleep, quote unquote, until mm-hmm. I was about 40. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. Yeah. And then I and then I woke up and I really figured out how much I was in my own way. Yes. And how I was doing it and what I could do about it. And that was a game changer. And as a matter of fact, that was the impetus for me starting my company. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew that it was something that I needed to do. I was called to do. And and it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to trust. And another thing, trust, you know? Mm, 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 mm. Yes. After you after you've checked in with feedback, it's kind of like, okay, there's something there for you. Are you, are you willing to see it? Mm, like yes. bowing at your feet right now? Yes, 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 100%. And I think that, that how I relate to that feeling of being asleep is for me, the feeling of being comfortable. It's like, okay. I think that people say like, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's fine mm-hmm. and it's fine. And fine in my experience was the thing that kept me from being able to say, how am I doing? great. I'm doing great. I'm thriving. Not just like, how are you doing? You know, day to day, surviving, making it through. And that to me was, was how I experienced the feeling of like being asleep was like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. So let me ask you, because you are one busy gal. Yeah. You've got a lot going on. I do. Uh, You know, and in your work, residential clients, you've got big commercial clients that you serve. I mean, this is a lot of energy. Yes, you have a team. You've developed an amazing team. Mm. And what is it that you protect at all costs? So Katie, the woman, what do you protect at all costs knowing that you have so much going on? Yeah, and and it's so important to have this discussion exist in the world because I think that a lot of people feel like they need to self-sacrifice in order to support this thing that they're developing or doing or moving or building. And I wholeheartedly, I love that you're asking this question. And I know that you're asking because you and I have an alignment with this. I wholeheartedly believe that a leader has to serve from a place of their cup overflowing onto other people rather than their cup draining from the bottom to give other people. Yeah. I mean, you, they, the common saying is you can't get from an empty cup, but I would also counter with, you can't get from a full cup either, because even if the cup is full, if you're pouring out of it, you're depleting yourself. Amen. Yeah. So, so to from the overflow, uh huh. giving yeah, from so, the overflow. So to answer your question, the thing that I will protect at all costs is my centeredness mm. and, and how I get my, find my center comes from a lot of different ways. You know, one, one of the simple things is like playing on the floor with my son you know, last night we played hide and go seek. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes it can be the simple things. Sometimes it can be like, um, you know, going to the desert for three days on a solo camping trip. <laughs> so you know? tell, why don't you just dive into that a little bit? Because okay. that was an, an amazing revelation when I heard that you had done that. Can you share what it is you did and why and, and kind of what the outcome was? Yeah. So like I said, for me, it's very, very important to make sure that I feel fulfilled. 
and to make sure that I'm a leader that leads from a place of my cup is overflowing onto the people that I serve. And so in order to fill my cup, I know that it's really important to do introspective work Mm -hmm. and that's taking the temperature of my own self. And so one of the things that I put in place was a retreat that I gave, that I gifted myself by spending three days alone in the deserts of Utah. Um, There's a, there's a company that, that sort of supports that happening. It's called Grounding Source. If you haven't heard of them, I would highly recommend looking into them. And they, you know, set you up with the gear and all the things. And they kind of just through a beautiful ceremony and meditative experiences, send you off into the wilderness by yourself. And for the three days that I was alone in the desert, (laughs) I was faced with some fears, you know, some physical fears. Like, for example, in the middle of the night, I heard coyotes (laughs) and I was terrified. And then also from some introspective fears, there were times when I was sitting at the base of what I would call a mountain, probably in Utah, they would call it a big rock, but (laughs) (laughs) sitting at the base of this mountain, just really, really feeling into my, my smallness at the feet of this mountain that had been there for, I'm not a geologist, but millions of years, I would imagine. We'll go with with millions, right? (laughs) So this mountain had been there for millions of years. And I was sitting in my, in my smallness and in my, what's the word for you're only here for a minute. You know, mm-hmm. like in that awareness that my life is just a breath, just right. a mist, you know, in the amount of time that that mountain had been there. And, and there was a lot of introspection that happened at the foot of that mountain. And I felt like that mountain really was a teacher for me in that moment. And it was really a teacher in, in the wisdom share that it gave me that was like, look, I have stood here for millions of years. And during that time, there have been glaciers that have carved me. There have been winds that have deteriorated my, my shell. I'm again, not a geologist, right. But like have deteriorated my outside. There have been tree roots that have penetrated me. There have been, you know, birds that have pooped on me, you know, (laughs) and yet that mountain stands so beautifully and in such magnificence that I looked at my own life. And I said, of all of the proverbial glaciers that have carved me and winds that have shaped me and rains that have rained on me and birds that have pooped on me. And I look at myself with less reverence than I do this mountain. Mm. And in that moment, I feel like I reclaimed a reverence for my life. And oh, that gives me goosebumps. goosebumps. Alive. It gives me goosebumps too. <laughs> so all that to say, I think that, you know, that's the kind of work I do on myself to, I don't want to say make sure, but, but to give myself the space to to be centered and to make sure that I'm overflowing my cup onto other people rather than being drained from the bottom. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and giving personality and giving yourself that space and the grace to do it. And if you tend to be a busy professional, then, you know, what is the structure you can put, put in place to help support you to do that? Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's signing up for a retreat, you know, Katie, if you're in the listening and you're in the interior design business, Katie offers retreats for interior designers to really help them build their business, to get clear on their business and how they can support their clients, how they can bring their unique self to their business, which is an advantage. It's something to be leveraged. And then of course, you know, I, for women in business, women in leadership, I do the retreats as well, because we don't, there are always so many things that can just take up our time in the day. And if we don't, do something to protect that time, to overfill our cup, 
to give ourselves the space and the grace to have that introspection, to make decisions, to do the thinking and not just surface thinking, what do I want for dinner tonight? But the deeper thinking, Yeah, you know, sometimes I, I think we're afraid of that. Yeah, I agree. I I'm, I'm literally afraid of it myself this morning. One of the exercises I'm dedicated to is writing down 20 fears I have towards a goal. And, and in my time this morning with my fears, I realized one of the fears I wrote down was I'm afraid of being required to feel more Mm. because through new experiences, there's a requirement to feel new feels. And in my discovery of my fears this morning, I wrote that down. I'm afraid to feel new feels. <laughs> so yeah, I that's think a tongue that, twister. It can be. Yeah. So I think that a lot of times people can be myself included. People yeah. can be afraid to feel things. And I think that the, the irony of it all is that when you feel things is when you're able to make change, make mm-hmm. discoveries, have insight into where your life is calling you. And that is what some people call passion. <laughs> yes. You know, having an awareness of passion, I believe comes with going through this kind of stuff. So Katie, will you tell me and our listeners a little bit about your company and or companies and <laughs> what it is that you would like to share with them? Oh, I love the opportunity to do that. So, you know, in, in the discussion of creating passion, one of the things I know is that I have to have passion in what I do. And the passion that I infuse into interior design projects comes by way of really getting to know a human being so well and so intimately that I can be a vehicle of their self-expression. So Mm -hmm. I've done this by creating a signature system that I call biographical design. And biographical design is a system wherein I uncover a person's six points inside their biography, which has to do with future forecasting, like what they desire for their future as well, that I know that if I can represent these six things in a person's space, then their space will feel like it's a reflection of who they are. And their space will feel like it's their vehicle of their self-expression. Because when a space can feel like it's somebody's self-expression, that is when it can feel like it's their root of confidence. And a person who lives confidently in this world is a very different person who shares very different gifts. So what I do with my interior design clients, both in residential and in commercial, is I uncover those six things so that their residential space or their commercial space can feel like it's a vehicle of self-expression, give the confidence, allow life to look and feel different. And then I do the same thing with interior designers in the way that I coach them in their businesses. We go through a biographical discovery when, wherein I discover and, and dive deep into what about them that makes them unique so that they can use their business as a vehicle of their self-expression to get their uniqueness to play in the world. It's oh, really fun. It <laughs> is fun. What I do. And I've had the opportunity to hear some of the stories and, you know, testimonies from clients. And it's just amazing, this process and how you do it. And, you know, it, it's, I bow to your creativity. I bow to your creativity. (laughs) Thank you. you. I appreciate that. So let me ask one final question. And that would be, what are your best practices to keep Katie, Katie? Mm. Oh, I have quite a few. (laughs) First of all, I would say that my best practice is having a coach. Hands down, having a coach is my best practice. 
one of the things that allows me is space and time to do introspective work and space and time to do the work on the business. Because I feel like a lot of times we fall, all of us, I think, fall into Monday, turns into Tuesday, turns into Wednesday, and now it's been three years and I've never looked at myself in the mirror. Right. So I think having a coach has been, is definitely one of my must-have tools. It also allows me opportunities to journey alongside of people who are like-minded, which is an encouragement to me to keep moving on forward in my passion. Another thing is I'm dedicated to being intentional with quality time with people that I love. And that is such a source of fuel for me and to fuel my encouragement and and all the things, my self-care comes a lot of the times through being with other people. I read books. I do the fear, the fears uh, exercise that I'm doing right now, journaling exercises, meditative exercises, breathing exercises. I, I'm very intentional. So I think that, okay, to summarize all of that, I would say being intentional mm-hmm. with, I'll call it self-love, being yes, intentional yes. with that is the sort of common denom- denominator of all of it. It is an intentional focus on you as yourself as the the center of everything that yeah. you create. Yes. Whether it's it's serving family members or clients, you know, customers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's one of, beautiful. One of my one of my mentors in my life is Nani Leia Diamond. I know Debbie, you know. And mm-hmm. she says that the energy from which we create determines the energy of the outcome. Yes, it does. And that is a phrase that has just wrapped itself around my heart because I want to determine the energy of the outcome to be an energetic, I want it to have. And I want anything that comes out of me, anything that I create, I want it to be created in love, with passion, in servitude, and with abundance and joy. So if I want the outcome to have that energetic, then I am intentional with cultivating that energetic within myself. You have to embody it first. Yes, exactly. And, And, you know, let me just say for the listeners, this doesn't have to be only work related or project related or on a big scheme. You know, if I am making a pot of sauce and I am cranky about something that somebody said to me, then I'm putting cranky into the sauce. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're wrapping presents and you're thinking about the person and, and, you know, you, you have that, that energy of love, then that's what you're infusing into that gift that you're wrapping. So it, it recognizing what you're doing is what you are putting into it. Your mindset, what your thoughts are, is exactly what you're putting into it. And then it's reflected in the outcome. It's everything. It's mm-hmm. everything in personal life and in business. Your business will be the result of the energy that you carry. The example I like to say is Tuesday morning eggs when I'm trying to get my son out to school, what those eggs look like and what Christmas morning eggs look like. They're very, very different eggs because my energy and the way I'm approaching my intention with both of those eggs, one, my intention is to get it done quickly. And one, my intention is to leave a legacy with my son. Those eggs come out very different. Yes, they do. They absolutely do. So Katie, how can my listeners get more Katie? Oh, well, you can take me out to dinner. (laughs) Um, And if you don't have the time in this moment to take me out to dinner, then you can go to my website, www.erezdesign.com, E-R-R-E-Z, design.com. And if you're looking for residential or commercial interior design and you want the best and only the best 
then go there. If you're an interior (laughs) designer and you're looking for interior design coaching, business coaching, and mixed with mindset development, then you can go to biographicalbusiness.com. Nice. Very nice. Katie, I cannot thank you enough for taking time out of your schedule to be here today to share these Katie-isms with the (laughs) listening audience of the Getting to Clarity podcast. And for all of those listening, I hope you enjoyed your time with Katie as much as I did. And until the next time, here is wishing you all the clarity that you deserve. Take care and bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Getting to Clarity podcast with Debbie Peterson. If you enjoyed this show, please rate and recommend it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. To learn more about how you can create more success with less sacrifice in your leadership and life, visit gettingtoclaritypodcast.com. 